0: Welcome back to the On The Block Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Dory. And I'm Khadijah. And this is the show where we cover Big Brother behind the scenes and on the screen. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. So this week we're starting things a little differently. We're going to be covering week seven and eight. So we're just going to hop right into it because there is a lot going on in this house. So week seven was, as we all know, the week of nothing. Um, Basically... (laughs) There was something going on with Survivor. I think the Survivor premiere was that week, so they decided not to do a veto episode. Um, there was no power in the house, no nothing. So, with that double eviction, with Jared and Cameron both being evicted from the house, they both return as BB Zombies, which is the new twist for Scary Verse this week, that week. So, and mind you, we're recording this right after the eviction um for week eight so there's just a lot to cover. But basically Jared and Cam come back in the house as BB zombies and um they have to play in a competition that goes into three rounds and the winner of all the winner of that entire competition um gets to decide who of the two zombies play in the live comp that Thursday to save their game and to re-enter the house. The loser obviously goes home. So that competition was, you know, the infamous seesaw comp where they have to balance different weighted balls to the end of a seesaw and who, if you drop a ball off of the seesaw, then you have to restart from the beginning. Um, But that was the comp played in three rounds. And um, Cameron wins, as we all know, because Cameron is the comp beast of this season. He's yeah. the Frank, he's the Michael. He's the one that is that is just doing what he needs to do, okay? You know um, what I,
1: You know what I actually really loved about that competition? Um so it was played in like it was played over like 24 hours so, like the first round they got like two minutes to see how many balls they could take over like the second round it was like five and the last one is like you can use the rest of your time what was interesting is they had like hours and days in between so they could talk to like their fellow allies and fellow house guests and like hey like what am i doing wrong like for example jared was always going like way too fast like way too quickly and like Siri was able to like have these conversations and like hey slow down like you're doing too much like and the crazy thing is like jared could have won this so many times but he was just like going like way too much but it was just like that was interesting me because i was like you've never seen anyone got a chance to like play the comp and then come back and be better at it like yeah it was a good
0: comp to do for the situation they were in because there's no way to cheat, you know. Like it's yeah. point blank. Period. If you drop the ball, you gotta start over. You <laughs> just have to strategize. And I think um, Jag's advice for Cameron was really good too. Cameron was doing well from the beginning, so I already knew he was gonna win. But yeah, Jared. Girl, when, was, he, when
1: he <laughs> found that, when he found that it was easier to to like not get off the seesaw and just stay on it. In my mind, I'm like, Jared, copy him. Do what yeah. he's doing. You're messing up because you keep coming off the seesaw and then you're having it flying back up. Of course, your ball's gonna fall. Like, if I'm playing that competition and I see Cameron doing something that's working, I'm gonna do it too. Like, I don't understand why he didn't copy yeah. him. Mm-hmm.
0: And that was the first time I've seen someone do that in this game. I've never. That was in smart. The many seasons I've watched, never see anybody do that for this um, competition. But moving on. Um, There were a lot of moving parts prior to this double, and Big Brother is doing a pretty good job at getting the best moments on the show, so we're gonna have to see how we go about these episodes now, because there's not much missing (laughs) from feeds to show at this point, but, you know, still great content. Anywho... Jared and Sari were the main targets prior to this double. Mimi and Felicia were teetering with um, targeting Jared and Sari. Sorry. I like in hey, my mouth. Goddamn. All right. Mimi and Felicia were teetering with the idea of targeting Jared and Ceri. Um, they, w- they really wanted to work up, to team up with Corey and America And this was all because they were bitter from the whole Brown Sugar Babes Alliance um, being outed and them feeling like they weren't fully protected and trusted by Suri and Jared. They just kind of felt betrayed, you know, because they found out after that whole explosive fight with Corey and Jared. Um, that they were basically playing the entire house. So they felt a little bitter, you know, so they wanted to stray away and find some new allies. But ultimately, you know, <laughs> Mimi, the politician, the thinker, the, the voice of reason, she decided that it wasn't going to be a good idea to really target J- Syrian and Jared because, for one, you guys are, like, they're not on the radar for yeah. them. And there's really no point in targeting them. As a house foe, I can understand, but for them to directly be targeting Sari um, and Jared is yeah. kind of insane.
1: Like I felt so. like they all needed each other. Like they, yeah. like even if even when they were fighting, it was just like okay, like who else are you guys gonna work with? You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. get over it. <sighs> yeah,
0: that alliance, um, the Brown Sugar Babes. It was actually really serious for felicia and mimi like they really took it as a real alliance and i'm pretty sure for all four of them including jared and sari it was but you know things happen you just align with people more than others so i guess because of the fact that they couldn't meet up regularly they couldn't really talk game as a group it just wasn't really something that held much weight to jared and sari
1: until it mattered i just i don't understand why they like Felt so betrayed by Jared and three Because in my mind, in this house, unless you actively target me behind my back or, like, lie to my face about some serious shit, how are you backstabbing me? Like, they're backstabbing you because they're closer or, like, because they didn't tell you everything? It's like, I don't get it. Like, why did they feel so betrayed by um. Jared and three? It was
0: because they found out that they were playing the entire house. They had alliances with everybody, literally. Um, they weren't expressing certain things to them in a timely fashion or at all. So there were a lot of moving parts. The same reason why anybody would be betrayed in the house if their alliance you know, broke up and like found out that they were lying no. to them. Same reason why Bowie was crying because she was blindsided with the red vote. It's the same reason, it's like the same way Felicia and Mimi felt like, you know, we just didn't, yeah. they just didn't like that. Yes. Being lied to by people they thought were their closest allies. And you have to remember, Mimi wasn't really aligned with anybody but them. So who yeah. who was she going to trust? I would feel the same if I was Mimi too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they teeter with this fact of playing the game now with Corey and America. But then... I don't know. It's just weird because if they do team up with that other side, they'll just get pawned off very quickly. So it's kind of like, do you really want to work with them? Or are you just saying that because you're mad at Siri and Jared? Like, figure it out. But they figured it out, decided to stay with the crew. So that was that. And this is all pre-doubles, mind you. Um. So... We missed the initial fallout from the feeds after um, Jared and Cameron came back into the game as zombies. But when it comes back, we basically see that Jared is just going about this super emotional, which is so ironic because he was the one calling everybody in the house emotional. But look at you. Um, He was very emotional. He was very upset with a lot of different people. So he's just going on this whole angry tour. Why'd you do this? Why'd you lie to me about that? Why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you say that?
1: And that, was his, first
0: and that Cameron, was
1: his
0: first mistake. And Cameron really went about the week um, basically trying to rebuild his relationships. He knew he had a strong chance of winning and staying. Um, he was determined because he needs to get to that jury for that money. So Cameron did what he <laughs> had to do. He built, he rebuilt relationships. He formed new alliances. He squashed some beef with some people. So I'm thinking that Cameron is positioning himself a little better in yeah. this game, and we can definitely see a lot more Cameron because he's doing what he Cameron needs to do. Like he is such a weirdo, and one of the weirdo things that he did this week was he was sitting on the couch across the hall from the hoh room it was jag i believe um cameron and america and corey was like sitting on the chairs by that little game that they had the game table and cameron was literally like rubbing america's thighs trying to grab her hands putting his feet on her trying to put her feet on him
1: be into it like not into it but like she don't be shutting it all the way down like what is America's yeah. interaction like what I don't know because what is her reaction to all this when he act like that
0: America what? definitely feeds into it because she's going to use pretty privilege to get her as far into this game as she can as much as she wants to deny it she's using she's doing that like we can obviously tell there's not much game from America outside of telling Corey something and Corey putting the action behind it. So, yeah, but Cameron's <laughs> reasoning was basically like, oh, he talked to Corey and Corey was okay with it. And Corey wasn't okay with it, but Corey's not going to sit here and argue with Cameron about a girl when he's already in hot water for being in a showmate with this girl in the first place. So <laughs> that's that. Um. Jared is also upset with Matt because Matt didn't use DeVito on him um, to save him off the block. And that was just or a bad can, read okay. from Jared because after that fight, um, <coughs> I'm just not sure why Jared thought anybody would still be aligned to him, would still want to save him. Like, you, your whole entire game and then some just got exposed. You really think these people trust you? it was just a bad idea. um and it should have been a little bit more obvious for jared because matt was sitting there picking Ceree along with his allies to get her out of the hoh comp so if that wasn't a uh-huh. tell-all i don't know what could have told jared that matt does not trust you and is not going to save you um matt is going around the house as well that week um super apologetic and trying to rebuild with Sari he generally does you know want to work with Sari and trust her but you know there's a lot of back and forth but that whole fight and like everything just being outed and not really knowing where Sari really lies it's just kind of in the air but ultimately Matt still does want to work with her so he has a conversation with her tries to rebuild whatever that relationship is he talks about playing this game with honesty and loyalty, but you know it's the game. I understand why Matt didn't use the veto on Jared. I wouldn't have yeah. used the veto on Jared either because that's just going to. And be it's like and if it's at the
1: same time. And if he used the veto on Jared, they were going to send Sari home. So it's like at the same time, like she's she could be a little upset because like hey, that's her son, but also at the same time, his logic was trying to save you because if he used it, they were going to put you up like you don't want anyone if you want to stay in the house you wouldn't want anyone to use that veto yeah
0: so it was just a whole mess of things um but they're basically just rebuilding and with Suri having her closest allies out of the house now and um not really having a strong group or person she's basically just hiding in the shadows so any relationship rebuild that she can do would be great for her game long term because it just takes the target off of her and it goes somewhere else to anybody else in the house, which is great for my mm-hmm. number one because I want her to make it far in this game.
1: So, <laughs> oh, she's your number one now.
0: She's, she's the number been one? my number
1: one. Okay, okay, it's, okay, okay. It's
0: been her and Corey. Bye. Even okay.
1: though, all right.
0: Even though Corey's a little, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. So American um American Corey try to pull Matt away from sarie they have a conversation in the bathroom and Corey is just blabbing like she has a final three with this person she's working with this person she did this in the past da 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 and Matt is just like okay yeah you know just like, be present in the conversation I don't even understand that
1: Matt and Sari's relationship yeah, is like, I, I feel like the relationship is way more personal than game, and you giving Matt all these game reasons, he doesn't care because first of all, Sari has already been exposed for all of this, and he's still like, I trust Sari. And that's what that's what I love about Matt is like he doesn't let what other people have going on with Sari affect how he sees Sari. And I love that because, like, to Suri, Sari has never really done anything to Matt. She's trusted Matt. She once called him, like, under, like, Sari, Jared. Like, Matt was right there. Like, they have, like, a level of trust. And it's just, like, I feel like some of these players are just so, like, focused on, like, game, 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 game. They don't even see that, like, that's not all Matt sees. Like, he doesn't, not every plate. not every person he's close to in this house has to be this humongous benefit to his game like he just sees her as a person
0: yeah um so they have that conversation and then blue and jared go on and on and on and on and on about blue not telling jared that he was the target literally seven days of this it is exhausting i'm so happy jared like it is just so (laughs) exhausting just watching the two of them just converse because it's just going around in circles every single time for hours like shut up okay we get it you're mad that she didn't tell you you were the target okay we get it
1: like she was
0: still targeting you at the end of the day so I really just don't understand why you're pushing so hard for this girl but it's it's
1: whatever Jared do what you got to do I feel, like he, I feel like he's, he's betrayed, no doubt, because like she's supposed to be like his person. But I also feel like he wants to also have somebody to be mad at for why he's in the position that he's in. And I'm going to be honest with you, not much besides you not picking Matt, which your dumb self shouldn't have done in the first place, would have changed with her telling you that you're the target. You should have knew you were the target the minute Corey put you on the block next to Blue. Like, he should have knew from that jump. And it's like, even if it happened, like, conversations that happened pre-week, you think you're just going to have this explosive conversation with Corey where you call him out and he call you out and you and he not target you just because your dumbass didn't put him on the block last week when you could have, that don't mean he going to do the same thing. And he has the excuse to get rid of you in a, in a double where he don't even have to explain himself to you after. Of course he's going to take that shot. Yeah. say something right. i forgot Ooh, what was i gonna say <laughs> Corey. Was, was there really question? much conversation jared and blue jared and blue jared and blue
0: Ooh, i forgot I, something happened in the house with them i i literally forgot oh jared does go and apologize to um who did, Oh, okay, that's what it was. So throughout this whole week, we all know that Jared started the week off very emotional, you know, just being mad. But once Cameron won, mind you, this is like a day or two after they return. Um, And it starts settling in that Jared may really be the one that leaves the house. Um, He does go around and tries to take responsibility for what he did, but... Not really. He still puts blame on other people, but at least he tried <laughs> to be self-aware. You know what I mean? Like the effort's
1: there, but we still don't trust you. We still don't like you. So like you know, a little more self-aware, you know, out outside the BB house. Oh, uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I've only seen a few clips here and there.
0: <laughs> so the week goes on. It's really just a lot of just conversation between everybody. So that's really all that happened that week. Cameron has to talk with Siri, trying to work with her because Jared's one wish for Cameron when he left the house was to protect Siri at all costs um so he does have that conversation to start that process with Sari it goes pretty well um he tells her his plan to team up with the other side and dismantle it from the inside hence why he's working with Jag and Matt but now that, you know, some time has passed since this conversation, it really does seem that Cam wants to work genuinely with Cam, with um, Jag and Matt. But they sadly don't feel the same. So it's, it's just, I don't know how that plan is going to work. But keeping my eye out on that one, Matt and Cameron have a talk. Cameron speaks about targeting Corey in America. Um... And Matt is ultimately excited to work with Cameron. He talks to Jag about his conversation with Matt. I mean, with Kim. And they agree that, you know, the three of them working together would be best for their game. They're all three of them are strong competitors. Um, yeah. like they're all comp beasts. So it'll definitely be be a powerhouse um, of an alliance between the three of them. I would love to see how this plays out with the three of them working together. So they ultimately do bring that conversation back to Cameron and they form the Fugitive Alliance. The uh-huh. Minutemen, Matt and Jack, and then Cameron is now the third. Um yeah. but then they go on like later in the week they go on to talk about how they want to be in the final five with Cory, America, and maybe Felicia. And they know that they can't bring Cameron that far into the game because cameron's just a cop beast but we'll have to see it'll be a really cloudy day in la if cameron loses when he really needs to win
1: That <laughs> you know what you know, I'm, I'm telling you it's gonna be just like michael him winning 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 all these competitions that he doesn't really need to it's gonna be that one veto that one veto that he needs and he's not gonna get it. I've have seen it so many times when they yeah. really, the only person I've ever really seen save their ass when they really need to is Frank. Like, like, like when you like, okay, he's out, nope. Okay, he's out, nope. But like, I haven't seen a play like that. Maybe Cameron will be like that. But like, it's always that one competition that they need that they never can freaking win, like ever.
0: Yeah. So after that, um, Corey, not Corey, I keep getting all these names mixed up. Bear with me, okay? It's a lot of people. So Cam, Jack, and Matt, they're all in the HOH room, and they just, you know, toasted their beers. They they formed this alliance. So now they need a fourth person, you know, just for more coverage, I guess. Um, So they decide to bring in Blue. And they joke around and they're like, oh, this is the handful of without the pinky because, you know, Riley was the one who started the handful of So not that she's not there. It's still that same alliance, just without her. So they make that joke, whatever they talk. So now Blue is kind
1: of in with them,
0: kind of not. But we'll get into that later because that's week eight
1: stuff. It's interesting to me how much really does, like, Jag and Matt value Blue. Because what I've noticed is, like, they keep her at arm's length, but it's like every single alliance they form, they always try to include her. So it's like, how much are they, how much do they really, like, trust her? Because, like, they're like, oh, like, yeah, like, if Cameron wants to go after Blue, like, we'll let her, we'll let him do that or whatever, da da da, da. But then they're also like, hey, let's add in Blue. Like, <laughs> Blue's definitely a number, but they really, they
0: don't trust her as much as they trust anybody else. You know, just because there's not much there for Blue to offer them. Just besides a vote, so... Yeah. Um, Felicia and America then have a random as-game chat. I've never seen these two talking the whole month, two months we've been in this game. But they have a talk, and um, they just go on about who they can and can't trust. America names Corey, Felicia names Mimi, and then Felicia... um Brings up the idea of maybe the four of them working together. And America's like, you know, okay, whatever. They're just teetering around with the idea. Nothing's really formed. Nothing's really solidified at this point. But later in the day or the week, um, Corey, Felicia, Mimi, and America, they all stand in the backyard. And then they formalize a final four between the four of them. Which ultimately gets dismantled. It gets spread around the house. Felicia goes haywire about it, but that's week eight stuff, and Khadija will get into that later. But this is the start of that whole debacle um, with that final four, because that seems to be the main beef between Felicia and Corey, but whatever. Um... Blue and Sari talk a lot more, and they start working together a little bit more. Um, she tells her... Blue basically explains the way she's been playing the game. Why she made certain choices that she did. Um, she says she had to play both sides of the house. Um, but she claimed that her loyalty was always going to be with Jared at the end of the day. Um, she told the other side she can't target Jared and Sari. Which, we all know is a lie, because after, um the whole zombie thing blue was like oh i'm gonna target jared i'm done with him like whatever she was steadfast on being the one that wants to take out jared but you know ultimately that never happened um but you know she's it's good for her to tell sari this because it just gains you know a little bit more loyalty a little bit more trust especially since jared already was so in with blue this is just another way for sari to get in with blue as well and vice versa with blue um she um blue was told by jag that the um other side was actively trying to vote her out and this was a conversation with cam blue and jag in the hoh room cam um blue was just jag was basically just like you know um why do you want to work with them like why like why do you talk to them they were really trying to vote your ass out like why are you even mm-hmm. trying to work with them? Like, what's really your reason? And, you know, Blue just brushes whatever Jag has to say off because she... Blue, Jag obviously doesn't know the connection that Blue has with the other side. And Blue knows that Sari is Jared's mom. So she understood why the vote went the way it did. She understood yeah, she why things like happened we the way it did. So. Her son. Yeah um she also spills secrets to jared saying cory is gonna put up and felicia and america is gonna put up felicia and mimi and blue says she would rather get mimi out over than over felicia but her telling jared this really has no weight because jared's not going to be here for any of that so um Everyone is just basically trying to readjust with Cameron coming back into the house at this point because they know that Cameron won the seesaw game. Um, Cameron tries Cameron continues to form bonds and rebuild his relationships with people in the house. Um, he starts working with Sari. It's still early for them, but at least they both know that they're not targeting each other um cameron also talks to bowie and tries to bring bowie in like hey you know it's good if you trust matt and jack um but we will see how that all unfolds as well um he works he was able to work in matt and jack as we all seen they create that alliance and now we have a new alliance map for this game it's all updated because with izzy leaving the house dead ass just flipped so, Matt and Jag are now the new Suri and Izzy. They have their final two, the Minutemen, which was inspired by the infamous, the famous, the best alliance, one of the best alliances in house. <laughs> um, the world. What was the alliance called? <laughs> the with, Hitmen. With the Cody Hitman. and Derek.
1: With Cody um, and Derek. The yeah, team. the Hitmen. infamous Hitmen.
0: They're really trying to channel their inner Derek and Cody. So,
1: uh-huh. Minutemen.
0: Is their alliance? They have Sometimes.
1: an alliance. I'm not gonna lie, because it's like <laughs> until I they, see y'all in those final two seats, <laughs>
0: they have an alliance with literally everybody in the house um, except for Mimi and Felicia. Um, they have Belgium with Corey and America. Then they have the fug- the fugitives with Cameron. Then they have. Um, they have something with blue they have a three with blue that's unofficial then they also have a three with serene that's unofficial and a three with bowie okay that's unofficial so. and i'm only saying unofficial like they don't have a name but they're all like you know aligned and they have their persons so
1: they're just trying to stay protected the same way <laughs> Isn't you're we trying to do and is it not why half of them are already out the door like, hasn't anyone learned what being the center person is gonna do? Cause like in a couple weeks we're gonna start hearing, hey, you know, Matt and Jag kind of sitting over there a little comfy. Matt and Jag just seem to be getting along with everybody and just in all these decisions. What's what's up with them? Like, <laughs> did they learn from seeing that same exact thing just happen to Izzy, Jared, and Felicia? Yeah. <laughs>
0: um so alliances alliances formed this late in the game is they usually don't last but it's really important for like especially people who want to go into the house it's always important to make sure you're making bonds with people even if you don't form alliances with them initially make sure you have good relationships with people because it'll help in towards the end of the game because then people are going to look like we never had an issue we were never talking to each other you know like We could trust each other to a certain extent. So it's not bad if we work with each other from this point on, whatever. So it's always Mm -hmm. good to form good bonds with people in the house. Um, Jared goes is now on his make amends train party, whatever that was. Um, And Felicia is growing to be a target. I know um, that was the week that things started to turn for Felicia. Um, a lot of people were seeing her as a target from the altercation with the last boat and her general messiness. I think people have trouble um, wanting to keep Felicia in the house, especially at this point, because Felicia's the bold, loud one, you know, and not loud in a bad way, but she's the one that is not scared to speak her mind. She will tell you the truth, nothing but the truth, and the whole truth. And if you don't like it, then oh well. But Felicia has always been straightforward. She has always been, you know, blunt with what she has to say. And I think that just rubs people off the wrong way. I think it's more of, like, a character thing than her actually being a player in this game. Because Felicia won one comp, like, and it was just by luck. (laughs) you know she's not really a comp threat, <laughs> like who even remembers know? that <laughs> her social game is good but it's not the best because again all the general messiness and gossiping that she does and her loose-lipped action like when she outed um the legend 25 alliance in front of um i think it was blue and jag like come on you know just little things like that i think have just accumulated and um with how things have transpired in the past with felicia people are just like "Uh, let's try and get her out next week especially so matt and jack talk about actually bringing felicia in to maybe have an a little a little alliance with her but that never ends up actually going through um Then Suri is now on her era of making men's with people, rebuilding relationships. She has a conversation with Jack that goes pretty well in the kitchen. Um, They talk about their whole relationship and all the things that has happened between them. Their relationship was always a little rocky. Like, no one really ever knew where they both stood with each other. But at the end of the day, they both had some form of trust, especially after... Jag was saved by Matt and Sari was like the only other person that knew. Sari then goes on to tell Jag about the red vote and how the house flipped and how she was trying to preserve, um, she was trying to stop that flip from happening. And I really do believe that was because of, you know, the things she has with Matt and Jag, but they don't really talk game like the three of them. So I'm not, I'm, I really am not sure where Suri really lies with them but all I know is at this point Suri is just trying to get good with everybody and then Layla lay back
1: that's why I'm I'm always like that's why I'm always like I don't know what I believe or what's really true until I hear them say it in this diary room like it's really hard to really know like is this a bullshit conversation or are they being serious because we've seen people sit there and people say it's like yeah 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 and laughing their ass off at them in the diary room. So it's like, for me, that's always been really hard for me to, like, trust the live feeds until I see what they say in the diary room. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, and they don't talk to the camera a lot this season. Like, maybe a few of them, but not, like, we don't get much cam talk, so it it really is difficult to see. And they could only say so much on the, um in the diary room, so... Yeah. Yeah, so, Corey, mm-hmm. towards the end of the week, um, with Cameron returning, um, Corey is now the main target, um, and this is mainly because people want revenge from Jared, like Blue and Sari, um, and his showman's is also an issue for people in the house, and Corey, Corey's just not someone people trust anymore, you know, like, he... He's been flip-floppy with that whole America and then situation and then not wanting people to know he's tied with America. It's just been very iffy with Corey lately, which I'm not loving, but he's still in the house. He's still (laughs) making moves, so I'm going to still keep him on my roster, but, you know, he's not performing at his best. (laughs) So we'll have to keep an eye on Corey, but. This now brings us to um, that Thursday of Week Seven when Cameron plays in the comp to save oh, his game. For a second, I and really I, thought he was
1: gonna lose. I really I, thought for a second. I was just like, "Oh my God, he's gonna get, he's gonna get shaky. He's gonna drop this ball. He only he has three win. minutes." Like, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I knew he was gonna <laughs> win. It was still nerve wracking just because of the time countdown. Like, three minutes seems like not enough time. But I
1: just um, I knew he it was going to win. Shit up. And like him losing that comp and Jared coming back into the house, That would have loved so, that, just that. I would have loved been the so chaos of that. Like, that would have been like. <laughs> but I did like, love how that. Like, how I felt bad. is how I felt when I watched the live eviction tonight, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I know Corey is shaking in his boots right now. Like, Yo, if this girl really wins, they are screwed. Yeah. Like the fact that y'all was like, ooh, let's let's Yeah. Let me let me let you but wrap up week seven.
0: <laughs> I loved the fact that they had Cameron play that specific comp. Because if you remember in BB sixteen, <laughs> Frankie Oh, it's Frankie? Frankie <laughs> won that cop by himself when um Beast mode cowboy didn't want to Can't play with deal, him deal, play because with. he was upset about that whole thing that happened. So I just thought it was a cute little like nuance. Like I knew Cam figured that out. Like this is this is the comp that you have to do by yourself because if Frankie could do it, <laughs> anybody can do it. But I just love that I'm little. It's
1: actually. T- That kind of, like, balance, bringing the ball up, that comp is actually very popular in Survivor also. Surprisingly, that's a comp that's on Survivor a lot. Like, I feel like they use that comp in a lot of competitions because it really is um, nerve-wracking. And to, like, have to, like, stay steady and be cool while you have this giant clock that's telling you you only have two minutes or whatever minutes left. Like, I definitely see the anticipation in that competition. But yeah he pulled through he pulled through
0: cameron won
1: and that, so that means he is back in the house and jared is officially bye-bye bye-bye jared so that brings <laughs> us into week eight the current week so in so yes, yeah. so week eight just wrapped up today so this boy don't stop <laughs> We got HOH number three. Week eight starts off with Cameron winning his third HOH. And um, he mentioned that, like, it was the momentum. Like, he just won the battle back. Like, he has, like, what what, what do you call it? I wouldn't say it was momentum. It was just, like, what is that word? Yeah, We're generally. just, like, I'm already Yeah, like, he already had that going. So he was just like he was just like, shit, I'm going to just win another one. And I don't know. Do you really think he would have still been targeted if he didn't win that HOH? Like you feel like that was like uh like too much of a packed resume. Like he didn't need that, or if he didn't win that, they were just gonna say screw everything. Cameron spell- spent the whole last week building and just get rid of him anyways. Because I it's I'm done. anticipating that that was really worth it. <laughs>
0: it depended on who won Hoh.
1: Yeah, he but, may or may not have been a target, but if but the wrong for person once,
0: won Hoh, he would have been on that block.
1: Yeah, but. For once Cameron actually had mixed views to his win. Usually we usually when Cameron wins something, the whole house is upset. It's a bad day for the house. But this week, Jag and Matt are actually very happy that Cameron won HOH, Corey too, because like this is what they anticipated. They they anticipated that he was gonna come back into the house, and that's why it was like so important for them to like build something with Cameron because they knew he was gonna come back in and he was gonna win. Which is exactly what he did. So, like, and obviously, you know, we got Mimi, Felicia, you know, they're not really happy about it, um at this point, I don't know if how Suri was really feeling about it because like her and Cameron has like a has like a really like rocky start, but I think this was the beginning of their like you know starting to work together, so i't honestly, I think Sari was just trying to lay low, like I feel like this is the least amount of honest I've ever seen in the week. It was just like I did not think she was just gonna like be a fly in the wall like when Jared left I really thought she was going to be the first one out but I feel like they were actually smart for once and they realized hey Jared was the one that was winning all the competitions for this duo he's gone let's not worry about it so I'm glad they're like focusing on other people and not still trying to get the serene thing out but this week when it comes to noms for Cameron um it is a really important week because as we know This is the last eviction before jury. And for Cameron, that was really important. You know, most people would look at, hey, I need to get out of Big Target, a.k.a. Corey. Once again, Corey's name was really brought up a lot this week, way more than last week. People are like, you need to get rid of Corey. He's the brains, like he's the one to really watch out for. But, you know, in Cameron mind, he's like, look, I don't want to send anyone on this jury that's not going to vote for me. Like, I don't want anyone going to this jury that's going to badmouth me, try to influence others not to vote for me. Which I, you know, I kind of like because, like, this was the first time I've ever really seen anyone all season think about, like, who is being sent to jury and, like, their jury management because it's really important because we've seen so many people beast mode through this game and then get to jury and realize they didn't nurture. Or think about a single relationship that they had with people and all that work to not get a single vote. So it is, I do think, like, him as a player, like, he really is looking at all sides of his game. Like, I really, really enjoy Cameron's DRs because it's just, like, he's not oblivious. Like, he may not make the moves, but he knows what's going on. Like, aside from Jag and Matt, because... Aside from that, he may not make the moves, but, you know, he kind of had an idea. But as far as Jag and Matt, huh? I disagree.
0: I think there are moments where Cameron is very self-aware um, of himself as a game player and of the game itself as as a whole. But um, for the most part, I don't think Cameron – Cameron has – he has a lot of blind spots. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what's making him not see things in the bigger picture. Had he not been so... I don't know how to explain it, but I just don't think Cam has the best read-on in the game. There are (laughs) times where he does, and that is only because he's been on the outs for so much that people exposing things are helping him realize other things, but... As a whole like, in one, Cameron does
1: not have the best read on the, on, on the house. <laughs> I feel always, like as far as just like, as far as just, like, kind of, like, target sometimes, he does. But I feel like he has, like, a good read sometimes. But then it gets messed up by his, like, wanting to be accepted. Because, because he's been on the block so many times that like, he really wants allies. So, like, he truly believes that if these people come with him with deals, that they genuinely want to work with him.
0: But yeah, that's one of his problems too. He he has a lot of blind faith in in, in trust and trusting people. Yeah.
1: For sure. But <sighs> yeah. But yeah, so with him basically not wanting somebody on jury that's gonna badmount him, he looks at Felicia. You know, him and Felicia has always had a pretty rocky relationship. He just genuinely believes that if Felicia was on the jury that she would badmouth him, that she would not, you know, she would basically be a bitter jerk. And personally, I don't really know. Like, I don't really know if Felicia would be a bitter jerk. not gonna lie, because like, there's some people that could be like, they're not gonna be bitter. I'm like, okay, like, Seri, I don't think Seri's gonna be bitter. Corey, I don't think Corey's gonna be bitter. Bowie, I do genuinely feel like bowie is going to vote for the person that was nicest to her in that house like it is not going to be on game it is going to be who was my friend and but for felicia i really don't know like do you think she she would vote based on like game or like personal crap i think
0: felicia will vote on game uh there were like only two or three recruits this season and the only recruit left in the house is blue Everybody else is a super fan outside of... You Street. sure
1: Matt wasn't a recruit? I
0: feel like Matt was a recruit. Oh, Matt was... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Matt, Matt was a no recruit. So, only Matt are still the in the house. And um, those are the only recruits who don't really have the best grasp of the game. And with Blue, I completely understand. Because she said that the only seasons of Big Brother that she watched were 19, 23, 24. And she started 22. The worst um, seasons outside of twenty three because it holds a special place in our hearts. It it is like, I out, think
1: nineteen, but like, it's the only recent season I have never seen. I've refused to watch nineteen. I think I started and I was like, I'm not doing this. So that's yeah. funny that that's the season she has watched because that season is like right under fifteen as like the worst season ever. Like yeah. it's right under there. And so she
0: said that a lot of people on Twitter were like, well that makes sense based on her <laughs> gameplay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So I ultimately don't think that Felicia would be a bitter juror. I think she sees the game and she sees the people in two separate things, which I love when people in the house do. Um she would definitely base it on gameplay. She she's not a bitter person um she's not gonna hold grudges she she's she's she served in the army so she doesn't have that in her to be like so stuck yeah. on one thing she sees the broader picture she's very direct she's very straightforward she knows what the task is and she's gonna do what she needs to do to get the job done so i don't think she'll be bitter i don't think anybody in the house will be bitter
1: yeah honestly i feel like kids. people vote for their friends but it's like also like my friend played well like I feel like if like Jag made the final two and Matt didn't he would vote for Jag because they were really close but he would also he would also have good reason to because Jag has played a good game so it's just like you can't be voting for your friends but like my friend was still a good game player at the end of the day Mm -hmm. yeah but, you know, like um, so Cameron, you know, he has his target in mind and, he, you know, he's be he's being very open with um, Felicia, you know, letting her know that like, hey, this is how I feel about you. This is how, what I think you're going to do. And, you know, despite Felicia letting him know that, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be as persuasive as you think I am. You know, he's really not falling for that. And, you know, obviously, Felicia does what she always does. You know, she brings up Ceri's name that, like, hey, like, if you're thinking about somebody that's going to pursue the jury, that's going to be her. You know, she even brings up um, the fact that, hey, look at Corey. You know, he's, like, going around telling the whole house that – me, me, me and Mimi try, try to start this alliance with him when that's not true. But, you know, Cam, he know, he doesn't really care about like much that Felicia is saying. You know, he's deciding that I'm going to put you on the block. I just got to figure out who I'm going to put next to you. And in these situations, people are always going to put – they always use the same excuse. I'm going to put your closest ally next to you because I don't want him to win the veto and take you off. And that's pretty much how he looked at it. And Mimi – Mimi, that had to be Mimi. So Cameron for the week, he puts Mimi and Felicia on the block. Ah, Sad world. (laughs) Once again, man, freaking Cory, man. I'm so freaking tired of Cory just dodging this damn block when he needs to be on that freaking block. You guys are all stupid. All you in that house, you guys are all stupid for not putting this. I can't believe this man has has he ever touched the block? Oh, yeah. I cannot believe. He I, maybe he did. Block. No, he did like the like early weeks. I don't even think he He did touched, he a block touched the block and he was removed from Vito. Jared's oh like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But still. <sighs> That man, should, that man, that man should be hunted the way Cameron's hunted. The way they was hunting Cameron week after week after week. That's how that man should be hunted. But Corey got his alliances in his house, and people were just for right now. People were just not willing to make that stab at him. So you know, he puts um Felicia and me on the block.
0: No, I mean the only thing after you know nominations to veto. Um, Felicia just goes on this whole rant in the kitchen about how Cam's not a master player he doesn't have any natural connections with anyone Um, it's only because he wins HOHs that people want to talk to him or have to talk to him he doesn't have um, he doesn't draw people to him he can only win competitions and because the other guys are scared to win like they don't want to win so that they don't have to show their hand that's really all that felicia Hmm. said or anything significant happening most of the stuff happened after the veto
1: yeah so we have the veto and the people playing the veto so we had mimi we had felicia we had cam we had matt blue and america right and (laughs) mimi man Mimi, man, she came so close, bro, so freaking close. Mimi came in second place, but once again, this man just this man just want to be targeted the whole game because he won't stop. He won't stop. Once again, Cameron wins the veto. I think I think this is maybe veto number three or two or something like that. At this point, this man has the most comp wins in this house. So after
0: veto, Cam wins. Shocker! Woo. And he literally wins the battle back, wins HOH, then wins Vito. Who does he think he is? But anyways, he wins Vito and he goes into the HOH room and he talks to Matt and Jag. And he's basically like, this would be the perfect time to make a big move and backdoor Corey. And then this whole backdooring Corey thing becomes the topic for the next two days. So he brings as you see in the episode he brings um the idea up to jag and matt and they're both just matt is kind of like eh you know if you want to we can do that but jag is like no because jag does not want to have to show his hand this early especially because they just formed um this powerhouse of an alliance between him and matt and then bringing cameron in and then them having their own little offsets whatever he doesn't want to have to show his hand this early in the game that they're now playing after Izzy, so he's basically like, you know, we just need to wait. It's not the right time. It's not the best time to make this move. Whatever. So, ooh, sorry. So they decide. So Cameron is Go like, ahead. you know, whatever. As soon as they leave the room, Cameron's like, I could do whatever the fuck. I'm I I going to do it. the heart. camera.
1: And My whole thing is just like, why wasn't it the right time? Because if you think about it, right? Let's just say they throw Cameron on the block, they have the votes to evict him, they get him out. The only person that would be looking to avenge, um, not Cameron, Corey. The only person that would be looking to avenge Corey's eviction would be America. And you guys could easily beat her in a competition. So I generally don't what was there to be afraid of? Because once Corey's gone, it's just Matt, Jag, Cameron. Who else is winning for real? Like, they would run that house. Like, they'll get to final through easy if they wanted to. Like, I don't understand keeping all these strong players. Like, I don't understand why. Like, when is it going to be the time? What, in two weeks when it's too hard and you don't have the votes? Like, that was, like, I really wish Cameron had just, like, went AWOL and just did what he wanted to, what he wanted to, because that would have been better for his game, like, 100%. (laughs)
0: that would have been the best move but I feel like him deciding not to do it actually put him in a better position in the house than if he actually did do it because now Mm. he's not on no one's targeting Cameron at all right now they're looking Mm. at Corey, they're looking at America, they're looking at Felicia so he ultimately made the (laughs) best decision for his game but we'll see how it actually plays out
1: Are people really looking at Felicia or they look at her and then when she's actually on the block, they're like, actually, she ain't doing shit. Never mind. Like, are people really looking at Felicia for real? Like, they are, but they aren't. So
0: then um, the backdoor plan doesn't really get spread too much around the house. Only certain people know about it. Um, But Cameron decides not to do it. And then everybody in the house decides, um, tries to figure out where everyone's voting, what they're gonna do. If it's really smart to evict Felicia over Mimi, um, Jag mm-hmm. is really like you know, Mimi is actually the person that's winning, not winning, but yeah. coming close in competition. Yeah. She did really well in the pressure cooker. In the pressure cooker, she did pretty well in the first comp too. Um, The Mm -hmm. first, the initial HOH comp. um, She did really well in the veto. She only lost by a couple seconds. So she's the one that's going to be harder to beat closer to the end compared to Felicia. Felicia's easy to beat. She's not going to win as many comps as they think that she's not going to win. So they're like, you know, let's just just vote at Mimi. And it'll be it'll be better and that was actually really sad because i felt like mimi really played um a very low-key chill like Uh you know fly on the wall kind of game so them flipping on her was actually kind of crazy but you know they were right in their judgment
1: yeah i mean it's always it all it's always suck when like you give your all in these competitions and you come so close but you don't win because people still look at that Like, they literally used the fact that she came in second in the veto against her. Of course she went all out. She was on the block. It's like like when you're on the block, it's like they want you to either just lie over and die and prove that you're just this bad player or send you home. It's just like, it's the fact that they're literally crucifying her because she's trying to win these competitions and it's just not happening. When just because she's coming second or third, that still doesn't guarantee... That she's gonna win because we've seen players over and over again just cannot get over that hump they just cannot win they just keep getting second third so like i get the logic as the fact that like yeah felicia is like a like not as good of a competitive player but like in the drama aspect and like dragging your name into it and like all that kind of stuff like you want that around too like yeah and i love that felicia proved them wrong a little later <laughs> yep she's really
0: gonna keep
1: her words somehow. <laughs> so yeah obviously we said cameron does not use the veto because he does not want to upset um his alliance members which you know i kind of understand because he just started out and like we said before i feel like cameron is kind of afraid of losing his allies so he's never really gonna do anything to like mess that up <laughs> so they ultimately decide that because she's more likely to win a competition that mimi has to go and initially jag you know runs this idea by matt and bowie and they're all kind of for it but they're not really sure if um america and corey would be down for it because like um in the veto ceremony we had um Felicia go on this whole tangent where she calls out Corey and like tells the house like you know what he's been saying and then like after the after the veto um after the veto like Cameron not using the veto we also had like Felicia and America like have this like same argument where it's like you started the alliance now you started it you're lying to the house so it's just like they weren't really sure if they were going to be able to get America and Corey to keep someone that is actively. Dragging their name through the mud and actively targeting, but surprisingly, when they're all sitting outside, you know, Corey makes a slow joke like, "Um, what if we save Felicia again without her knowing?" Because we we saw this before, where Felicia thought she was going home when it was Izzy, but the the Hoh wanted Felicia to go home, but they realized that Izzy was the better play. It's kind of like the same thing here and to Jag, that's literally perfect because this is what he wanted to do and it just kind of like fell into their lap. And um, at this point they're like saying it's gonna be like 5-2. How the hell did they get Blue and Seri to vote out Felicia? Was Were they already gonna do that? Or like there was like conversations that happened that let them know that the house was gonna get rid of Mimi instead because like on the live shows obviously right after like their plan it just like skips straight to the votes like was there like a discussion in between or like they were just going to vote out Felicia anyways cuz originally i thought it was going to be 5-2 and end up being unanimous <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so anyways um so we have we have evictions and it is once again a unanimous vote by seven zero. Mimi is out and I am I am sad because she was my pick, but she was my pick in the sense of she was eventually gonna wake up. Like I kind of saw it coming. I kind of saw her be, even in this way to where like she was next to somebody that just wasn't as like competitive as she possibly could be. Like she was my pick in the intention that she was gonna start winning. So, like, when I saw that she wasn't winning and she was laying too low, I knew that she was going to go in a week like this where it didn't even make sense to send her home. It just, like, just bad luck and just being attached to Felicia at the wrong time. Because, like, this girl just became her final two, like, a couple of weeks ago. Like, like, we just formed this alliance and now I'm on the block causing you and now I'm going home because I do a little bit better in competitions than you so it kind of sucked but with the game that she was playing i definitely saw her having this kind of like exit from the show but either way she tried you know that's all um that's all we get and for this um this thursday we actually did get to see the live um hoh competition for this week that started now and it was one of those um Just like the quizzes with Julie where it's like, um, so we're down to, we have the final three. We were down to Bowie, Felicia, and Corey. And then we got down to Bowie and Felicia. And that was very interesting to me is the fact that like, they just sent Mimi home because they're like, what is Felicia going to win? She's not going to win anything. Like, Bowie Jane ends up taking it. She ends up getting her first W, her face first HOH. Who would have thought, who would have really thought that Bowie Jane would have won this? I'm very interested to see how this week is going to go with her. But as far as that, like, I really did want to see Felicia win. I felt like, I felt like if Felicia win, Corey would have been trembling. Corey in America would have definitely been on that block. And one of them was for sure going to go home if Felicia won. So... Her coming in second was definitely interesting to me. But fucking bowie. Bowie, Mm. (laughs) What'd she
0: say? I said fucking Bowie Jane. (laughs) Fucking Bowie Jane. Like I just genuinely do not know what she's gonna do and it's pissing me off. Like why can I not read you?
1: Honestly, I do think I do think that she might go for blue. Because, based on conversations this week, it kind of seems like Cory and America basically, obviously, like they're threatened by anyone. And Cory knows that Blue has not forgotten what he did to Jared and also put her on the block. So, like, I feel like right now, Cory is really gonna push for Blue out. And Bowie Jane, like I said, as long as you are nice to this girl, she's going to listen to you. So, I feel like it just takes the right person. Like, I remember once, this is like, way season two like i'm not season two but it was like the first all-stars with janelle and will and will was like the last person that talks to janelle is gonna get in her ear like i feel like if you like if somebody came and had a conversation with bowie jane like right before like vetoes or right before like nons like they'll be able to convince her but I would be very shocked And I I would be a great shock If jo- Boy Jane actually had an agenda But I don't even I don't even know who's going after her It was just like <laughs> She's just not a person you expected To win at HOA Like you might have I talked her with like f- Or something but The only person I can maybe think of Is Ceree and Felicia
0: Because of the The um the bye bye bitches, and them lying to her about red. But I I genuinely don't it's like, know.
1: You really think she's gonna like target them for some for some? I red I, thing I, that I don't know. I'm like just like, like, forever ago.
0: I'm just throwing stuff at the wall at this point because I really have no fucking clue what fucking Bowie Jane is gonna fucking do. look of that. Think
1: of think of Bowie Jane. What the hell was Mimi talking about right before she left? When she was like Bowie Jane. Corey, no, she was like Bowie, Jane, Matt, and Jag have a have a final three. And what really shocked me was like they were the first three to ever talk about you leaving. So like, what do you know? Like, I was like, hmm, and I'm like, Blue is not gonna be happy hearing that. She's gonna be like Bowie, well, Jane. I thought it was I thought it was me. <laughs> so it's just like. I'm I'm interested to see if anyone's actually gonna take that seriously because we've had instances where people's like, ah, it's just a bitter person leaving. And it's also like things that like actually affect people's games, so but I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. On t- I guess we'll find out what Bori Jane is doing.
0: <laughs> so apparently Jag just said
1: You gonna give us a live right now? Jax Jag huh? says
0: so, Jack thinks that Corey threw the HOH comp, and really? Felicia said that Corey only wants to win vetoes. He doesn't want to win HOHs.
1: Do you really think Corey threw it, though? But why would he do that, though? No, that wouldn't make any sense, because why the hell would he leave Felicia? Yeah, it, makes, would it wouldn't make sense. I would understand if it was sense, him yeah. and Obi at the end. But why the hell would he throw it, knowing that Felicia could win? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why would he get so far to throw it like who throws it at third place I think I don't know I think that's just that's just throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks I don't I don't think he threw that I don't think he threw that (laughs) yeah I don't think he did either Uh -uh. but the whole he only wants to win vetoes that's that's an interesting take Because if you really think about it, sometimes vetoes are way more way more important than the HOHs. So that is an interesting take. Because you can win the veto, you could save yourself, and you could compete again next week. But seems like you know what? Maybe Bowie Jane might be the one to get rid of Corey. We've seen that. We've seen that player that's like not really on anything be the one to get rid of these huge targets. Maybe it'd be like a turn at HOH. Turner's HOHs were always fun. Maybe it would be a Turner HOH.
0: Yo, they they messed my boy. Uh <laughs> I should have asked what? him about that when I met him cuz they <laughs> just messed that whole boy's HOH. Uh Like,
1: oh, Turner's HOH. Let's get to business.
0: <laughs> right. Let's 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 cause chaos in this house. So, apparently Mimi said they're going to use Felicia to do Corey America and Bowie's dirty work.
1: Hmm,
0: that's the person she was mentioning.
1: Ah, <sighs> I guess we'll see. I'm trying at to this find this. At this point, when it when is it going to be the right time to get get rid of Felicia? Because with the mindset that they're having, there's always going to be somebody. There's always going to be somebody better than her sitting next to her. So by their logic, when when are they going to get rid of her? That's what I'm saying. It's like they're 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 after her, but they're not after her at the same time. Right. She could
0: have oh, Who so she? Mimi said before I go, y'all know Corey, America, and Bowie got an alliance. Oh,
1: Corey, American, Bowie.
0: Yeah, where I, did she
1: get that? Where she got that? I was just very
0: confused by her doing that because
1: I'm like, <laughs> what do and you know? It, like after the goodbyes, like, it's yeah, just, like, like
0: that was just so and
1: random. That was, and those names don't even make sense together. <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's like when she did that whole little. Don't worry, I know there's a bunch of snakes and liars in here. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> people are just like not vibing with the fact that she did that.
1: <laughs>
0: some people love it, some people hate it. Some people uh, think that it might actually help Corey in America's game. Really weird. Yes. But that is our show for the week. Um, Bowie Jane is H O H, so we just have to see who the hell she nominates. That fucking Bowie Jane. <laughs> but thank you guys so I much for watching. Blue be on that block, Blue. I think Blue is going to be on
1: that block. <laughs> She's going to get for to put
0: Blue
1: on. The block. Yeah, that's just we'll see. Calling in and now while there's nothing going on. I haven't missed like two days. Like, I can actually accurately make this. I do believe that blue is going to end up on that block.
0: <laughs> we'll see. I'll find out tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but yes, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. come
1: really
0: Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, turn on your post notifications. And when you turn on your post notifications, hit the bell and click all. So you get all of our notifications and not personalized ones. Because YouTube, we blame people. So make sure you do that. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.